You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. And now it's two guys who 100% support flag burning, especially if it's one of those Trump 2020 flags. It's John and Ed on the Taxi Stand Hour from Radio TFI. Truer words were never spoken. Thank you there, Chris Murphy. And of course, thank you, Professor Medley and also Gerald. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI streaming network, streaming across Facebook, YouTube, Against My Better Will, and <laughs> Periscope. And and the known oh. universe. Yeah, exactly. Welcome aboard from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. And from... Queens, New York, in the luxurious Radio TFI Executive Tower. A little dingy there, it looks like today. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have that normal normal gleam to it. Anyways, yeah. it is my good friend and partner in crime, Mr. Ed Vadness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, we've sent the gleam out to, or glean. Is it clean or glean? Glean. We sent the glean out to be cleaned is what what happened and you know with the holiday it, it, it didn't get back in time uh good morning kids and kittens thanks for being here i hope you had a your thanksgiving was everything that you needed it to be uh, hopefully everybody made it through the weekend without contracting the uh the rona uh we got a lot to talk about today we got a bunch of football stuff later an hour or two we got we got lots of games to talk about and uh, including last week. John, any recollection of what happened last week? How'd things go? <laughs> there is uh, no simple way to put this, no way to sugarcoat this. I got my ass handed to Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But we'll talk about that in an hour or two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, John Shannon, how are you today, sir? Well, as good as can be expected, considering I just had my first major breakdown with my car. Two and a half years of having the damn thing. Is that mechanical or? Uh... Yeah, well, mechanical and subsequent uh, mental breakdown. <laughs> you, you know, you mentioned it to me off air. We didn't get into details. I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about it in great detail. But first, but first, I do believe it's time for the, uh, uh, the Radio TFI stock report. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Here we go, kids and kittens. And from the Radio TFI Market Watch Center, Uber closed at 5072, uh, up 229 from last week. Lyft closed at $39.10, up 94 cents. These uh, gravity is starting to take hold, but a little up and down from the holiday bubble. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. John? Yeah, well, I, I, I uh, sadly, I don't see it that way. I don't see... Now we've been doing this. Now we've been doing four updates in a row, where they have not reported any losses. That's not true. Last week was a. Uh, no, no, you're right. Again, no. you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. And um, look, I, I I'm not trying to predict that this is going to go on forever. That they finally found their foothold where they're going to start making money. But <laughs> uh, start making money, please, uh, please. Well, look, it's 2020. We've we've proven that anything anything can happen in 2020. Fair point. That is a fair point. So let's get back to John's transmission. So what's going on with it, Skippy? I can't get it to shift out of first gear. That's bad. You know that's bad. I know that's bad. Because you can't get to second until you get to first. How's How's reverse working? Reverse is working fine. Well, that that solves all your problems then. Get a good rearview mirror. Driving in reverse. Yeah, there you go. We once we once solved. We once had a cab, a Crown Vic, and uh, the tranny started going, and we lost reverse. And uh, the two guys driving the car, they it it was a weekend. We weren't going to be able to get anything done, you know, until at least Monday, Tuesday, and. they opted to take the car out knowing that they that reverse was not possible and they had to make sure that they kept themselves in position they couldn't pull into driveways you know they had to always be able to go forward and uh one one of the guys told me he says yeah i messed up i turned into a, a little bit into a driveway before i realized i had to get out and push the car out yeah, I figured that had to happen at least. Yeah, once. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, uh, but so what are they telling you? At the are you getting a rebuilt? What do you? What's well, not telling me anything because this happened yesterday. Okay. Well, you know you're buying a transmission, right? I'm assuming. I I, I don't know. I, okay. At this uh, point in time, I'm telling you, you're buying a transmission. You do not probably because to fix it is like replacing it because you have to take the whole thing out. Okay? Yeah. So uh, the best that'll happen is they take it out and rebuild it, but that takes time. Uh, Yeah. When we get off the air, you and I will talk about this a little bit more, but as for right now, yeah, you are looking at, at, uh, at definitely you're going to be down for three or four days without question. I'm sure. Well, now the one thing is, is with this company, even though we've kind of gone round and round the last few weeks, I'm sure that they will, they'll let me borrow a car for a, uh, a certain amount of time. They've got plenty of. Right. Vehicles available. Well, that's, that's all fine and well, but let, let's get back to, since this is the taxi stand hour, let's talk about your taxi. Uh, 
So, so you're going to need a transmission. You're not going to get a new transmission. That's out of the question. You're, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. So what you're probably going to do, and here's what I would recommend, okay? Now, is it at a mechanic or is it at a transmission shop? Mechanic. Okay. He is... The problem with the rear-wheel drive transmissions... Now, my mechanic used to be able to pop them out of the Crown Vicks. He couldn't repair the transmission, but we would always keep one on standby. Of course, we could. We had more vehicles, so we always mm -hmm. kept one tranny, uh, one transmission on the shelf at his shop. And it would still be a full day. It, it was like four hours to get it out and four hours to reinstall. With the mm -hmm. front with the front wheel drive, he didn't want to touch it because now you're also involved in, with the engine. And this is what you have in the minivan. Right. So I am not knowing this mechanic, but I'm going to say likely he's going to recommend you to a transmission shop. Um, mm -hmm. And if he does, and I recommend this to everybody out there, there's a company called LKQ, Louis Karen Quinn. And I've mentioned this many, many times before. LKQ, you go online, you look for them, you can find them on eBay. I have bought many, many transmissions from them. I uh, actually, for me, I've done business with LKQ already, bought some uh, bought some wheels from them. Right. The only time we had a problem with a, uh, I think it was an engine we bought from them. Uh, and it's all, these are all used engines, okay? There's none of this is new, but they test everything. And, and they're trainees, they test everything. The engine turned out to be a clunker. So we got a hold of them. We said, hey, look, this engine's a clunker. Blah, blah, blah. They spoke to the person that was installing it. They verified it. Okay, great. Uh, when do you want to come pick it up? We don't want it. <laughs> we don't want it. We'll send you another one. We're going to send you another one, you know. And they even, they even ate the shipping on that one, on the second one, which I thought was fantastic customer service. Uh, and, uh, and they sent us a second, you know, a replacement engine. Look, you buy an engine with 30, 40,000 miles on it. There's a small chance that, you know, some, remember these are taken out of wrecks for the most right. part. They're taken out of wrecks. So anyway, uh, if you have to purchase a transmission and you're, you know, I, I highly recommend you at least look into that or anybody else that needs a transmission for that matter. Like I said, you can go to their... LKQ, you can find them online. You can, you, they're all over eBay. You can see pages and pages and pages of engines. Yeah, we have, we have an LKQ. Uh, we have one right here. Just a matter of fact, it's only about twenty miles away from where I am right now. A distribution center. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, 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 perfect. So that's yeah. that. If it comes to that, and again, a transmission is not something you repair. It's no. it's going to be replaced. So just I'm I'm well aware of that. I'm yeah. Yeah. And I'm GoFundMe page is going to be op up and open here and yeah. we'll run links to it. <laughs> yeah, I had a hunch. I had a hunch. Yeah. Like I said, we'll talk off the air. So all right. So we we've done the stock market report. We've talked about that piece of crap. I mean your uh your work vehicle. Uh, well, one thing is funny, and I think you've said this too, and and I've been uh, told this by a couple people. I, 
the the Grand Caravan's a wonderful vehicle, yes. but they aren't notorious for puke and trannies. No, no, not well, true. How many miles? You, how, how many miles you got on that? One eighty-three. Yeah. You're right in the ballpark. You're right in the ballpark. Uh, yeah. Just like with the Crown Vicks, our, our our normal experience with the caravans was one transmission each. Mm-hmm. Very, I I think over the years we had maybe one or two vehicles that we had to put a second tranny in, but that was mm-hmm. rare. That was rare. One transmission. Look, we beat these things up. We beat them up. Especially the front wheel drive six cylinder. We beat them up. You'll do a transmission now. I find it highly unlikely that you'll have to put another one in. You find a trans a used transmission with thirty or forty thousand miles on it, you'll be golden. You'll be yeah. golden for the for the life of the vehicle. So uh they're, they're not notorious for spitting them out. That's just part of this is the life of a four hire vehicle. This well, is Well that's uh, yeah, that's it too. I mean and this is why the people that uh, we go back to the people who are driving for Uber and Lyft right. don't understand because they're putting more miles on their vehicle than I am. Right. This was and a- wait, wait until a few more of them get out. They have to realize that now they've got to replace, you know, a transmission. Oh, sure. I don't know how much this is going to cost me altogether, but I'm going to guess that it's going to be in the range of about two to tw- $2,000 to $2,500. No, no. You don't no, think so? I don't think so. I think you'll get hmm. out. I think you'll get out from under it for uh, well under fifteen hundred. Well, I hope so, but I'm, 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 I'm okay. So in that case, I'm prepared for the worst and hoping for the best. Now, then again, I don't know what kind of thieving bastards you have there in the Twin Cities. So you know, then again, I came from the capital of thieving bastards, South Florida. <laughs> so, and we could usually get away with a transmission for. Uh, between twelve and fourteen hundred. Again, it depended. That the Crown Vix it was seven hundred, but again, different type of work. You're not. It, it's it's easier, if you will, to do a rear wheel drive transmission. Uh, from from everything I understand, and like like I said, my mechanic used to do. Uh, when we had a transmission there, he would swap it out because it was easier to do. Once you get involved with the front wheel drive, with the uh, with the connect, you know, you're up there with the engine and all that, because you got you got you know you're working around the engine and you got to take parts off, and it just gets more involved. My understanding is so. So there you well, go. This, this shop, they've been good to me so far. Now, granted, I haven't had any real major work done. Let's see, they've replaced. Uh, I think the most they've done is actually now that I think about it, they've replaced bearing. Uh, okay. Well, look, see what they have to yeah. say. See what they have to say, and uh, you know, I don't what, think they're going to let themselves get in over their head. This is what that was. Well, actually, that'll be a very good sign if they say, "Look, hey, John, you need the transmission. There's no question about it, but it's a little beyond our scope. We've got mm-hmm. here, and believe me, they have people. They have." a shop that they use or that they recommend. Right. Well, they, now they, you know, they do their advertising like everybody else does online. They do say, they say that they can handle transmissions. Well, so then, then, then we'll see there. there. We'll see. You'll talk to them tomorrow 
they'll give you the yay, the nay, or whatever it happens to be. Uh, uh-huh. Again, they're not going to fix it unless they're going to take it out and rebuild it. Right. You don't fix a transmission exactly. like that. It's it's not like an engine where you can take a couple parts off and you got to open that bad boy up and do surgery. Well, and the thing is, if, if you think about it, fixing the transmission is actually more time consuming than just that, getting the... That is correct. So that you, would... so You got to get in there with all the gears and the bands and blah, 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 blah. It's, you don't want them to, to repair unless yeah. you've got nothing but time. You know, yeah, exactly. Which, which well, you don't. So there, we've exactly. sal- we've solved John's problem. Well, I don't. Listen, um, I actually, as long as we kind of were on the taxi end of it, I want to go into uh, this couple of tweets that I've seen from the Queen of All Hacks. Yes, uh, Miss Christine Hubbard here. Now she's got a little, she's got an issue going up there in uh, in Toronto. Canada. And I'll just read you the, uh, the tweet couple that Canada. she's actually saying. Canada, eh? Um, exactly. She says, if the city of Toronto wants taxi drivers to move probable positive COVID patients between assessment and isolation centers, they can hire those drivers, install shields, dedicate them to work that to avoid picking up regular fares, and cover them as if they have to quarantine. In other words, and then she says in caps, quit calling me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet. Um, and she goes on to say this as they continue to license drivers, tens of thousands since the pan- pandemic started, apparently making life more difficult. Wasn't there an announcement yesterday that TTC buses would providing, be providing this service? Offering nothing, expecting taxi drivers to risk their lives. And she just says, bye. Yeah. See ya. See ya. See ya. Exactly. I did see that one tweet where she says, stop calling me. And and, and I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here. And that means stop calling me so I can send my drivers who are completely unprotected and don't know what they're walking into. You're you're putting them in a bad position. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of her drivers are not in a not in a real great position to be turning down work right now. And she's, 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 she nailed it though. I mean, this is what you're doing, which you know what? It just don't know me. This is what you're going to talk about. Go ahead, John. Well, (laughs) I actually tweeted her back on this. She gave it a like, but that was just that, that was like, okay, I heard your opinion. Quit calling me (laughs) pretty much to me as well. Bug off. Oh, sorry. Yeah, pretty much. That's I don't blame her. But I look, this is an opportunity, money-wise. This is a big opportunity. Uh, our company, and I'm still pissed at him, by the way. Don't don't get me wrong here. You and I have had this discussion. I don't want to go into it again about how stupid they were about one particular instance here we won't go then, into. Then, then, then don't bring it up because Let's not. <laughs> uh, but I think they've got this right. They put shield. First off, they put shields up in every car, every car that they have, whether it's their a company car or an owner operator. Right. They put. They did not charge the drivers anything to put these shields in their cars, and that was everybody. 
then they put out an offer. They said, okay, we've got um, X, we got, we've been approached by our different uh, content, our different contracts, like the insurance companies uh, to be able to run these runs. They're called aware rides. Why they, how they came up with that name, I'll never know. But it's basically taking people to and from uh, COVID testing, taking people to dialysis appointments who are, are uh, uh, positive COVID. Um, and we have a and we have a ton of we have protocol up the yang yang to go along with it. And but the best part about that is is they're paying for for the for a one way ride like to the dialysis center. One way, sixty dollars above and beyond the uh, normal fare for that ride, and the insurance companies are paying for it. I I say you you put that out there. The drivers at this point in time, what I do is I supply the Lysol. I su- make sure that I get make uh, after these rides. I clean that car out anyways, religiously. But I go in even further when it comes to these people that I know full well have the virus having that first off, having that, that uh, shield up there is huge, but I'm masked. I don't put glove. I don't wear gloves and only because I keep the, I keep this, the hand sanitizer like right, right next to me. I make sure that anything is that all about. My apologies, technical error. Loosen up behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My apologies. But no, we we make sure that, that things are cleaned and sanitized after these folks are out of the car. Um, they nobody rides in the front seat of the car whatsoever. Nobody rides ahead of the shield. And that's regard. That's not. That's regular passenger. That's everybody. Uh, irregardless. Very good. So make money, and the and the company for the those drivers who are taking those fares, the company takes uh, takes their little uh, cut. It's actually minuscule compared to the amount of money that uh, that can be potentially made, especially with the surge that is. Uh, uh, that has come about, but uh, yeah, we are uh, we're doing it, and we're doing it. Um, we understand, you know, these drivers. Yeah, there is risk involved, definitely risk involved. But you do everything you possibly can. You know, everybody, everybody wears a mask. Well, now, and that's even even with the shield, and that's even with the, the fact that um, they may have, you know, you get these people now think that they can get away with wearing their mask just over their face and leaving the blowhole open. Right. Ah, cover that bad boy up. That's right. And, and I've had to, uh, on a couple occasions, I've had to, you know, the first time I say, could you please pull your mask up? Now, if that thing goes back down again and they think I'm not noticing... Put that damn mask back up here, you know. And then the third time, it hasn't had to come to a third time yet, but the, the third time I just stopped the ride, we're done. 
at, th at that point, you do your magic trick and magically turn these folks into pedestrians. Poof. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, it's, it's worked out so far. I mean, I've had, since I've been doing this, I've had two tests. Mm -hmm. So I've, um, I'm, it's been working. Now that's not saying that something couldn't go wrong. I'm not, this is 2020, Jack. <laughs> if it, if it could go wrong, it probably it will. will. Or it has. Or it has. Yeah. So I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm knocking on wood. Things are going okay so far. Okay. But uh, yeah, I disagree, Christine. I make you know, do what you can, make some money off of this. I don't think I don't think she's saying that she wouldn't do that. I I think that she's just upset that the uh, uh, the province is is treating them so poorly. Uh, treating them poorly to begin with. To begin with, yeah, and then instead of the, you know taking the situation here, and look, you've got a fleet of vehicles sitting there ready to do whatever it is they need to do. And I apologize for those of you watching. I'm, I'm also looking for something here from Christine that uh, I bookmarked the other day. Oh, th this was another quote from her uh, a couple hours ago. What happens if companies start opening up in defiance of the laws? Can't, can't have that now. That's only in 2014 if you're a San Francisco taxi company that wants to dispatch the private vehicles against the law. Boom! Go get them, Christine. Go get them. <laughs> speaking, spe speaking of uh, with our with our uh, touch and go kind of segue there, silly rabbi segues are for kids. Uh, uh, a publication out of uh, Australia called Crikey has named our own, our very own Dara the K, as Clown of the Week, standout Clown of the Week. By the way. Uh, Dara the K told the Australian Financial Review that the company is considering a trial process in Australia whereby drivers bid for rides and set their own prices. A transparent move that will ensure his workforce is even less protected. I'm going to stray off the article there for a second and just go on. I think we talked about this once before. I've spoken to somebody about this. But this is just the old payoff the dispatcher scam. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. I give you two bucks, you give me that $8 ride. You know, I'm willing to take less for you to give me a job. I, it, this is, again, we're, we're just sliding back in to the old taxi problems that we used to have. Problems that we thought all were kind of resolved there one way or another. Well, you and I talked about this because Lyft had... had uh, there you go. Uh, doing this right you're, you're absolutely right i knew we had discussed it so now uber has cooked up this uh, you know their very own version of it uh okay get this uh it's an obvious attempt to clear up all those pesky questions about the company's responsibilities towards the workforce it relies on cementing their status as independent contractors rather than employees or as dara the k inevitably tells us it's quote designed to empower drivers unquote baloney baloney uh look the, uh, continuing on the gig economy is designed to strip away not only sick leave the minimum wage and unfair dismissal protections but also workers compensation and requirements around training and protective gear uh 
Beyond that, we've just lived through a year where, time after time, states have been dragged to a halt by a virus that is most efficiently spread by workers and independent contractors who can't take sick leave and work across several workplaces. Uh, Uber didn't invent insecure work, but it supercharged it and made it a dominant and legitimate basis for new businesses. Every app-based gig economy innovation was invariably described as Uber, but for fill-in-the-blank. And people were happy to ask no further questions about the conditions faced by the people who staffed them. Whatever the gaps in the protections of the Fair Work Act, and again, this is Australia, the gig economy created a giant workforce with no protections at all. In the last few years, the illegality of a lot of this has become clearer and clearer. So, at the end of the cycle, Dara the K's completely predictable response is to make sure his workforce is even less protected. We know this process of chipping away will continue until Uber entirely automates or just collapses and wipes out a huge workforce. A workforce that, thanks to the dominance of Uber and his ilk, may have nowhere else to go. And that was, that was again, from uh, Crikey Down Under. That's our boy yeah. Dara the K. Our boy Dara the K. Uh, yeah, I... I... And this, the sad part about it is, is the people, you know, they're still having a, seems like an endless supply of drivers. Look at how many drivers now they're getting because they've lost their, or they've been laid off from their, their job and the right. extended, uh, uh, the, the extended unemployment benefits, the extra $600 uh, a oh, week. That, that ended a long time ago. That ended a long time ago. So, now all of a sudden they're they're getting they're starting to their drivers are up to the number of drivers they have are up ticking. Right. It's almost like a perfect uh, perfect scenario for them. Yeah, uh, another article that that I caught wind of. It's on the Daily News from the North of Boston Media Group. Um, apparently, Massachusetts could become the next battleground over the issue of whether drivers for ride hailing services are treated as regular employees. Essentially, they want to do the Prop 22 thing. Uh, skipping around here, the the companies, Lyft, DoorDash, all that, they, they either want to convince the governor to adopt new rules, seek a legislative, legislative fix, or put the question of voters on the 2022 ballot. Uh, Prop 22 out in California kept drivers classified as independent contractors. It also meant they don't see benefits and protections of regular employees, such as minimum wage, overtime, and health insurance coverage. Uh, here we go to one of my favorite parts. Uber spokesman Josh Gold said the company hopes to avoid a ballot fight in Massachusetts by reaching an agreement with state leaders on a solution that gives drivers new benefits and protections while protecting flexibility. Uh, DoorDash said the, the measure passed in California because it's what dashers and other drivers want. Uh can we all get a big hefty a baloney on that one? Uh, in July, Attorney General Maura Healy filed a lawsuit in Suffolk Superior Court asking a judge to recognize Uber and Lyft drivers as employees under the state's wage and hour laws. The designation, if approved by a court, would give drivers access to minimum wage benefits, overtime pay, and earned sick leave. And I'm quoting Healy here. Uber and Lyft have built their billion-dollar businesses while denying their drivers basic employee protections and benefits for years. This business model is unfair and, and exploitive. Boy, oh boy, don't we know that. 
uh, uh, continuing on, uh, the local, the New England chapter of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, their executive director, Bob Garguillo, wrote to the Massachusetts governor last week asking the administration to set requirements for drivers in Massachusetts. He said the state needs to continue supporting an industry that has vastly reduced the risks of drunk driving. That last sentence alone is one of the biggest piles of horse hooey that has been propagated through this whole thing. You know who prevents drunk drivers? Drunk driving? Drunk drivers. Okay? Trust it from a guy who worked nights for a lot, a lot of years. You can have mm -hmm. tw 20 cabs sitting in front of a nightclub. If the person coming out does not want to get in a cab, they're not getting in a cab. Whether it's a cab, an Uber, a horseback ride, or whatever. If they're hell-bent on driving, well, unless them or their friends somehow manage to convince them otherwise, they're going to do it. Okay? Believe me, I've said we used to have a big old nightclub that held 5,000 people on the weekends. We'd have 20, 30 cabs sitting outside. We used to roll cabs out of there like it was nobody's business. But just the same, they would also pull as many people out of there on DUIs. How many How many times I saw people, you can't make me take a cab. I'm going to drive my car home. You can't convince people. Uber and Lyft do not make the roads safer, okay? It's the people making the decision. We could get into the whole discussion of uh, dispatch systems for taxis, how antiquated some of the were. That's neither here nor there at the moment for this for what I'm discussing, the uh, Uber in and of itself. Remember, they got they got shut down in court years ago for claiming they were safer than taxis. This was their big marketing scheme, safer than a taxi. Well, we've we've seen that to be sure uh, on that. Uh, yeah, that didn't uh, fly. So anyway, so Massachusetts is going to try and do their version of uh, Prop 22, and let's hope that they uh, uh, they get over that. Uh, well, that takes care of all my, just about all my taxi stuff. Uh, wow, can you believe that? We actually took a whole, almost half hour half here. An hour. Just, who says we don't talk about taxi stuff, huh? We, we do, when, when we have stuff. I know somebody who doesn't. Should I, should I, save, <laughs> should I save that for hour two? No, actually, I think, I think that it's very important. I think it's a nice segue going into some of uh follies of the okay. uh, cheeto in charge so let's go ahead and uh step into it if you will all right i'm going to try and keep this relatively brief so last night i was on the twitter and i noticed i hadn't seen any posts from a particular person in a while um so i i checked uh i did a little search to check his account. Lo and behold, the person has blocked me. Now, a few weeks ago, we found out that this person had also blocked John and the show account. I wasn't blocked at the time, and I sent him a little note. I said, hey, why, why do you have the other two blocked? Is that a mistake? Or Now, mind you, this person is a rampant, rampant Trump supporter, which is fine. Again, that's your thing. You see it the way you see it, okay? He's also like us. 
He enjoys doing his radio show. He has a radio show on a terrestrial station one night a week. We have actually promoted this show. We have promoted this show not only during our broadcast, but we had the promotions department make up a promo card for him that we would put out every now and again. Because, look, we're in the same boat. We don't agree with everything he says, but we are. we feel, you know. And I thought... He and I, at the very least, John's a pain in the ass. We all know John's a pain in the ass. Believe me, if I could, I'd block him too. Card-carrying member. That's right. Card-carrying curmudgeon. That's that's John Shannon, and he's there. So, I mean, there was a lot that he said I didn't agree with, and there was some stuff he put out there that was amusing, and, you know, I, I thought he, he, some things made me think. There was no question about it, and and that's why you always want to have people uh, from the other side, if you will, because you never know what they're going to juggle. And, and we, we encourage, we want to hear people with differing opinions. I mean, John and I sit here, we agree with each other most of the time. And, well, he knows not to fight with me, but again, another story, another time. So, I find out that I, I, I dropped him a line via uh, our fourth Twitter account, our Radio TFI Twitter account, our station account. And I said, what's, what's going on? And then I, when I checked his account, I realized he's also moved on to Parlor. <laughs> so I went over to Parlor. I actually opened up an account, my own name, my own picture, everything. Uh, tracked him down. He's been over there for four days. And uh, look, good. I, I, I basically sent him a little, their version of a tweet. I think they call it a parley. I, I don't know. I said, uh, you know, I'm very disappointed. And I very I very much am. Uh, and I said, good luck over here in the echo chamber. We got a response from him today that said. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the response you found on Twitter on the Radio TFI account. Oh, I thought you, he responded to you on. Oh on no, Parlor. I'm not. I didn't go back over there. I just dropped him. Uh, you know, the couple of lines. Nothing, no boohoo or anything like that. Just you know, hey man, I, I I'm surprised. I was surprised. Honestly, I was very surprised and very, very disappointed that 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 happened. Look, uh, so we got a direct uh, a reply to the direct message I had sent to him. Uh, what did it say, John? Basically, he was tired of all the uh, anti-Trump stuff from us. Yeah, and no, that's exactly. And no anti-Biden. No anti-Biden. No. Well, that was he was handling the anti-Biden. I thought. And, yeah. And again, if you listen to this show, you'll know Biden was not my first choice. Mine neither. I'd have gone with the ham sandwich, cheese or not, your choice. You know, I'd have gone that way. We were definitely, I think I speak for John when I say we're definitely not Trump. Uh, I don't see the appeal. They have their appeal. But I think the point I'm getting at is that I thought we were on a different level with this person. And that's right, John. I'm not saying his name. I, I'm not saying his name. I'm, I'm intentionally okay. not. Okay, and, and I will continue. I'll continue that with my comments on this. Okay. Uh, uh, hang on, let, let me finish. 
but I thought we were on a different level than your your usual run of the mill maga maggot. Uh, you know, I, I thought we were in a different place. Clearly, we were not. Okay, and uh, I I am disappointed. I took it a little bit personally. Fine, do your thing. Go go. You know, go scream for the next four years about how you were cheated and blah blah blah. Knock yourself out. So, but we still invite dissenting views on this program, on our social media, wherever you find us, we invite the dissenting opinion. We want to talk to you. We, I want to hear from the other side. John? Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing that uh, I liked about him was it was obvious he was a Trump supporter. He made no bones about it. And that's, hey, that's all golly good and fine. Um, he did not, he was never personal about it. Never, nope. never, you know, always, uh, and was willing to move on to other type, other, uh, topics of conversation and whatnot. There were things that he, he said that, Hey, this isn't political. Yeah. Hey, this is kind of cool. We kind of, you yeah. know, we agree. Right. And also we and never got I, personal with him. I know I never did. I never did either. Right. Never. Never got personal with him. But you see, the thing is, is he did this after the election. Right. When, when it became painfully obvious that Trump didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of even with all of his appeals and all of his uh, other malarkey when it comes to uh, malarkey. I, uh, like, court, I like that. Court. I like that. Word. Come on, you can use that word yourself. Come on now. That's, that's from my president. <laughs> my president. But he was always always uh, professional or, or polite, and and I believe that, you know, like Ed said, we we treated him uh, in kind. But like I said, this has been this was during the time in which he, in which Trump. It was obvious Trump was, was not going to win this, and uh, so he then he started quoting these pie in the thigh, pie in the sky theories about uh, oh this happened this happened this happened well actually no it didn't uh, it, you know it couldn't be proved in court and and the best part about this is in a lot of these swing states that we're talking about Pennsylvania Arizona Georgia. We're talking about people in charge of the elections, see their secretary of state or whoever, whatever title controls the election in that particular state were, for the most part, were Republicans. Yeah, a couple of them that were even, you know, adamant Trump supporters. You know, it's, it's one thing to vote for a guy, support the guy, uh, tell us all the reasons, all the things that reasons why you like Trump and why you think that he was, uh, he was the best president we've ever had. Which I still don't get there. I can think of a lot. Of, I can think of a lot of Republican presidents were, were a hell of a lot better than Trump. But that's neither here nor there. The the fact of the matter is, and we. Look, you know, normally you wouldn't, you know, if somebody 
blocks you or something like that. I'm still waiting. I God, I have tried hard for Trump to block me. I want Donald Trump to block me. I look at when somebody, you know, I, and normally when somebody blocks me, I can I call it a badge of honor, you know, because. 90, look, I every once in a while, if somebody drags the conversation into the dirt, I I probably should go take the high road and, and either not respond or, you know, kill them with kindness. Unfortunately, that's not me. I'll talk on any level you want to talk. You want to be polite and civilized? I'll be polite and civilized, too. You want to talk like a jackass? Hey, I'm there. He's good at it. The thing is, is the problem a lot of these people have is I'm better at it. Well, the problem a lot of those people have is they don't have a spine and they give it and they can't take it. Well, there you, there you but go. But that's not yeah. that's not who we're talking about, though. That's not the person we're, we're, we're referring to. That's not them because, you know, I threw a few jabs. Mild-mattered, fun-poking kind of jabs. Well, exactly. And and he threw a few back, which was fine. I'm, you know, I was good with that. It was it was a nice, nice give and take. And uh, again, I'm more personally. I, I don't want to say personally. It just, I was surprised. I was quite surprised and taken aback by it. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm done with that as far as it's concerned. And uh, you know, and look, well, look if you I like, bring up, if you like, listening, I want to bring up the. Go ahead. I want to bring up real quick the couple individuals that I unfriended on Facebook because uh-huh. of this. Uh, Kenny Coons is one of them. And they, I've mentioned their name before. Ken, come home. Rock- Every, all is forgiven. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is, and Facebook's a different animal to me. Facebook is more, yes, I did put up, I, I did put up my share of political memes and stuff like that. Most of it was funny. You know, everything I did on Facebook when it comes to uh, when it comes to the political stuff, it was it was meant as as a meant in good humor. Um, and but the difference was is I unfriended these individuals, didn't block them. You know, Rod has found a way to uh, um, see a couple of my posts or whatnot somehow, maybe third party, I don't know. And uh, he's replied. And a couple of times I've actually replied back. Uh, it actually sounds to me like Rod is 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 now in the mode of, well, he'll, we'll now we'll just kind of you know we'll uh, see what happens and I have my I told you my I told you so is ready. There you go. Yeah. And that's hey, that's all good and fine. Do you think? Do you think in four years with uh, Joe Biden, do you think I'm never going to criticize Joe Biden? Of course we. I, I, we will definitely, definitely be there to criticize. I know I will. But I was also. Like I, I'm also tired of my country being torn apart. Well, this is this is this is very true. That's. I am looking. I am looking forward to. Having that president that I did, we don't, he isn't the headline every day. My God, I'm tired of waking up to what did he do today? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's uh, uh, just, just let me wrap this up by saying 
uh, oh, I was going to try to be snarky about this. But uh, if you like listening to classic rock and roll in the middle of the night, there are definitely places to do that, and I still highly recommend it. We'll yeah, RadioTFI.com. Well, there's us, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's us. There's us. Exactly. That's or more... get, yourself, get yourself a CUSXM account. Yeah. They got all kinds of... They got all kinds of... Yeah, that's not where I, I was going I, with that. I, that's not where I was I going mean, with that, though. I know you weren't going with there. But this is... this. You got to remember, he, he blocked me first. Before he blocked me in the show All right, first. Let, let's just, I, I was trying to send one good positive vibe out there before we drop this. Yeah, thing, well, so, no, so, I'm sorry. Because that's who I am. That's who I am. And, and congratulations. And, and, and you should know by now that I'm not that person. I know you're not. So clam up and let me finish my thing. Ooh. <laughs> or I blocked oh, your ass. Yeah. Well, look, well, look well. what I did. I disappeared. <laughs> All right, let, let's try to squeeze. Hold on, let me let me give the number here. Yeah, do that. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight is the number. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI streaming network, wherever you may be. Uh, go ahead, there, sir. All right, so I got some tweets here. We got some audio we're going to play too, but I, I want to get a couple of these tweets out. Uh, from the Volatile Mermaid, uh, who is one of my favorite people to follow, at Oh No She Twittent. Uh, <laughs> I love this one. John Voight is the James Wood of Randy Quaid's. <laughs> you got to think about that one. That's a, uh, this is from the Real Jesus Chrysler, also known as Captain Clorox, at Chrysler Real. And he sent this one out into the uh, Twitterverse this week. A good friend of mine, after seven years of training, has been fired for one minor indiscretion. He slept with one of his patients. Just goes to show you how one minor mistake can ruin your life. He is a really great guy and one of the best veterinarians I know. And that bird was a little nervous doing that, too, let me tell you. Uh, oh! From uh, from the Palmer Report, this is uh, back on uh, Thursday. Thursday? Oh, that would have been Thanksgiving. No, no, I'm looking at the wrong date. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Donald Trump lasted just 66 seconds in the briefing room today. You know, that very brief little uh, thing he came out. Uh, from what Stormy Daniels has said, that's longer than Trump usually lasts. Ow! Oh! And finally, from the Twitterverse, <laughs> the uh, at West Wing report had tweeted this out. Outgoing First Lady Melania Trump, who once said she resented the burden of having to decorate the White House for Christmas, will skip the unveiling of this year's holiday decor. The White House says the First Lady will not be in attendance. In reply, Booby Adharma, who is at Zappa Atista, uh, replying to that said, wait, what? They are canceling Christmas? I thought that was a Democrat thing. Ow! Oh! So now, let's see what we got in the, uh, the audio vault. See if we can't squeeze this out just before, uh... It sounds like a personal problem. Well, it's starting to be. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about, uh... 
uh, speaking of the 66 second thing, that's when Trump came out and went on about what a magical number 30,000 was because the stock market had hit that number. Well, let, let's. this is from, uh, once again, Tuesday. Say the stock market will boom if I'm elected. If he's elected, the stock market will crash. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Exchange. I'm Kelly Evans, and a huge milestone in the stock market today. As the Dow trades above 30,000 for the first time, everything is working today. All 11 sectors are higher. In fact, the underperformers this year, energy and financials, are leading today's gains. That was Trump at the debate with Biden, saying, talking about how Biden's elected the stock market, well, tank, as they say. Uh, this is an oldie but goodie that's creeped its head back up. Uh, this is from Tank Cruz back in July, and I've heard many, many people say this. Many, many people say this about what was magically going to happen on November 4th. If it ends up that Biden wins in November, I hope he doesn't. I don't think he will. But if he does, I guarantee you the week after the election, suddenly all those Democratic governors, all those Democratic mayors will say, everything's magically better. Go back to work. Go back to school. Suddenly the problems are solved. You won't even have to wait for Biden to be sworn in. All they'll need is election day, and suddenly their willingness to just destroy people's lives and livelihoods, they will have accomplished their task. That's wrong. It's cynical, and, 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 and we shouldn't be a part of it. If it Ted Cruz, who needs to be uh, dropped into a cave somewhere, or a very deep well, uh, one of the many, many people who swore this whole COVID thing was a hoax just to so that Democratic, listen to what he said there, so that Democratic mayors and governors can ruin people's lives? I, I don't even know what, where the benefit of that is. What, where, where does it, so let me make the lives of a million people in my city miserable, where they can't eat, they're homeless, uh, the crime's going to go up, suicides and all that. This is something I would want? I don't get this. I don't get that line of thought. Why? Because there's back even back in July, scrambling to 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 crawl up Trump's butt uh, because he didn't believe it. Uh, this was a nice commentary I found uh, called "They They Took Our Freedoms Away." Wear a mask. Stay socially distant. Lockdowns. Some people think the government has gone too far. They feel their freedoms are being restricted, and. Maybe they're right, but why stop there? Let's get back some of the other freedoms that the government has taken away from us, like the freedom to ignore stop signs, the freedom to let restaurants sell expired food in unsanitary conditions, the freedom to not wear a seatbelt and be hurtled through the windshield and found 40 feet away in an otherwise survivable car crash. The freedom to let businesses force their employees to work with limb-ripping machinery in unsafe work environments. Sure, these rules and laws, like wearing a mask and social distancing, may sound like they're just trying to keep us alive. But there's, there's nothing more to that. That's literally what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I found that one very, very... Uh, Enjoyable, enjoyable. It's uh, it's something that still puzzles me. I don't get why people are all worked up about wearing a mask. I just don't get it. I just don't get yeah. it. 
And they're keeping, and then now they're mad again because the bars are, or at least here in Minnesota, the bars yeah. are closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody they may as well open them back up though, because here's what's happening. Unfortunately, we uh, we're surrounded by states where they either have idiots for governors or a court uh, system that seems to want just any time the the uh, Democratic governor of Wisconsin tries to um, tries to interject and put some sort of a regulation in, like he tried as far as closing. Uh, the closing uh, bars there too, and they, he was overruled uh, in Wisconsin by the by. I don't know if it was the Supreme Court or an appeals court or what, but nonetheless, we are we're we're surrounded by idiots here in Minnesota. Indeed, and but we may as well open our stuff up too and just hold our ankles. Well, it, it really doesn't matter because you know here in the Twin Cities, all we got to do is. You know, all we got to do is drive to Hudson, Wisconsin, Duluth, Minnesota. All we got to do is drive to Superior, Wisconsin, uh, Far uh, Moorhead, Minnesota. Just got to drive across to Fargo. Um, so, uh, hell, they'll even, I, I understand that those particular states will also waive the DUI fees if you, you happen to get pulled over in one of those states. Thank you, Minnesotan, for visiting Wisconsin yes. and helping our economy. Our economy. I got one I got one more I want to play here before we hit the break. And uh, this is from Jess Craven 101 on the Twitter, and, and she recorded this. Uh, Take a listen. I don't know how else to explain this to the Trump voters. I'm going to try one more time. I know you are upset that your guy lost. Believe me, we went through this in 2016. It's terrible. But I would love you to try to remember. Just turn off the OAN and the Breitbart, all of it for a second, because those people are making money lying to you. Listen to me. Your guy won by just under 80,000 votes the first time. That was before he was president for four years and sucked at everything he did. Since then, hundreds of thousands, millions of us have been organizing for four years straight. I quit my job. I've been doing it for four years every fucking day, working to get him out. Hundreds of thousands of young people have registered to vote who hate him. We have registered hundreds of thousands of people to vote who were not registered before. And we put in the biggest GOTV effort that has ever been known to get him out. He never was above 50% popularity in this country, you guys. No one has ever liked him that much. He lost. I think that pretty well sums it up. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you. Say over 6 million, uh, 6 million uh, uh, votes now. Over 6 million margin in the popular vote. It's all a hoax, John. It's all a hoax. Huh? It's all a hoax. Oh, by the way, I agree. I think we should have recounts in every state. Sure, sure. I, I I do because I have no clue how Trump made it that close <laughs> to be honest, without there being well, some sort of shenanigans going on. Well, you know, it's uh, how the hell did he get that many votes? I want to know that. Well, I want to see them recount everything uh, and take away all those Biden votes and all those uh, down down ticket Republican senators too, because he can yeah. just cheat at the top of the ticket and he cheated all the way down. Exactly. Okay, time to. Uh... Oh, I thought I heard music. You did. There it is. See you on the other side.
found the taxi stand. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at TaxiStandR, from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the... Seasick Crocodile! You're a rotten, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nauseous. You're a crooked jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of rubbish imaginable, mangled up, entangled up knots. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, nasty skunk. 
Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You were frozen there, sir. Indeed I was. Oh. Indeed I was. Uh, well, what do we, what can we do with a, do a show without hashtag big time professional radio? It just wouldn't be the same now, would it? Well, right? It just wouldn't be the same. Well, that... Uh, <laughs> go ahead, do, do your thing while I get caught up. Well, welcome, welcome back. Uh, I think it's a little too soon to be playing the Grinch, except uh, I will say I appreciate it because the Grinch is my personal fate, my personal hero. Hero, yes, 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 he is indeed. That some guy named Ebenezer, yeah. I, I, my two favorites. Hi, Caramba. Hi, Caramba. Yeah, you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Thought Out uh, Video Streaming <laughs> Network. <laughs> Again, from the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you <laughs> from, are. From Queens, New York, and where I actually see a little sun starting to pop out there in the, uh, uh, in the, oh, what is it today? It is the Radio TFI <laughs> Universal Headquarters. Well, now it's the Universal Headquarters. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Okay. There in Queens, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness, and once again, good morning, sir. Oh, good morning, kids and kittens. We are uh, desperately trying to get our <laughs> things just things just kind of went uh, kablooey there, and we're we're, yeah. we're we're desperately trying to get caught up. So uh, don't don't feel that I'm ignoring anybody. I'm I'm uh... <laughs> well, good. Because before we go into the obvious pain, which is going to be John and Ed versus the spread, uh, I, I do want to lay a little something on you here myself. And this is uh, on the topic of uh, Trump uh, uh, giving or conceding like a man here. So let's uh, uh, let's lay a little bit of this on you here. Go right Sit ahead. down in there right there and let me show you how it's done. Thank you all. Last night, I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. I hope that he will be a successful president for all Americans. I have just called President Obama to congratulate him on his victory. His supporters and his campaign also deserve congratulations. I wish all of them well, but particularly the president, the first lady, and their daughters. This is a time of great challenges for America, and I pray that the president will be successful in guiding our nation. A little while ago, I had the honor of calling Senator Barack Obama to congratulate him. Please. To congratulate him on being elected the next president of the country that we both love. Uh, earlier today, uh, I spoke to President Bush and I offered him and Laura, our congratulations on their victory. 
Just moments ago, I spoke with George W. Bush and congratulated him on becoming the 43rd president of the United States. And I promised him that I wouldn't call him back this time. I have said repeatedly in this campaign, the president was my opponent, not my enemy. And I wish him well, and I pledge my support. I just called uh, Governor Clinton over in Little Rock and offered my congratulations. He did run a strong campaign. I wish him well in the White House. And uh, I want the country to know that our entire administration will work closely with his team to ensure the smooth transition of power. Just a few minutes ago, I called Vice President Bush and congratulated him on his victory. And I want to... And I know I speak for all of you and for all the American people when I say that he will be our president and we'll work with him. This nation faces major challenges ahead and we must work together. A few minutes ago, I called President of the United States and congratulated him on his victory for re-election as President of the United States. Please. About an hour ago, I called Governor Reagan in California and I told him that I congratulated him for a fine victory. I look forward to working closely with him during the next few weeks. We'll have a very fine transition period. I told him I wanted the best one in history. My uh, congratulations to Senator Kennedy for his fine race in this campaign. And to all of you, I am, I, am, I, am sure, I am sure his supporters are just as enthusiastic as you are for me, and I thank you for that. But I do um, want to express on a personal basis my appreciation and that of my family for the friendship that all of us have had. I promised you four years ago that I would never lie to you, so I can't stand here tonight and say it doesn't hurt. And tonight, my heart is filled with gratitude to everyone who has made this extraordinary experience of ours possible. And to all who voted for us, voted for me, here, especially here, but all across the country, uh, thank you for your support. And we have fought the good fight, and we've kept the faith, and I believe I have upheld the honor of the presidency of the United States. But because of your support... I am still the most optimistic man in America. And tonight, for the sake of our unity as a people and the strength of our democracy, I offer my concession. Today, I hope that we can begin the healing. It's natural tonight to feel some disappointment, but tomorrow we must move beyond it and work together to get our country moving again. The nation, as you know, is at a critical point. At a time like this, we can't risk partisan bickering and political posturing. Our leaders have to reach across the aisle to do the people's work. Our campaign was never about one person or even one election. It was about the country we love and about building an America that's hopeful, inclusive, and big-hearted. We have seen that our nation is more deeply divided than we thought. But I still believe in America, and I always will. And if you do, then we must accept this result and then look to the future.
And that, my friends, is how it's done. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody send that uh, little memo there to uh, 1600 Pennsylvania, if you would, there, please, and just kind of give uh, give old Trumpy. It does. It doesn't matter if they were Republican or def- Democrat. They all bowed out when the time came. They all bowed out gracefully. Graciously. You know, okay. Yeah, yeah, grace, exactly. Graciously. Did I say grace? Yeah, graciously, yeah. gracefully. Yeah. Same thing. But it, to pay, uh, that, that, tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, no, the, no the one, one and no one has stomped their feet and said, I'm not leaving. Yeah, this is, this is very true. And, you know, the, the, the thing is, okay. If you if there's talk that Trump might run again in um, in 2024, mm-hmm. let him go, let him let him try it. I mean, I I to tell you the truth, I think that there's going to be uh, Republicans that say, you know, hey, I kind of like the idea of the fact that uh, the the guy up in the in the Oval Office. Uh, actually supports us regard we may not always agree on policy but you know what he if, if i disagree with him on policy i don't get called every name in the book you know by, by the man that's supposed to be the the uh leader you know the, you know the the president really i mean yes he has he wields a lot of power most powerful man in, in on earth but he is also is a figurehead position. It is somebody who represents is supposed to represent every individual in this country, mm-hmm. regardless of political and, standing. Yes, exactly. And let's face it, Trump made no. I don't think Trump ever made any overture whatsoever to to anybody that did not vote for him in twenty sixteen. No. no, did you? Yeah. He, look, he was all about him. That's it. It's over. We got how many weeks? Uh, four, six, seven weeks, give or take. So, you know, let him let him stomp. Let him go play golf. Let him, uh, you know, he's going to squeeze another couple of couple of 10, 20, 30 million out of the treasury. Uh, and by the way, it looks like somebody knocked over a lamp behind you. Uh, I don't know what there's, you're talking about. There's a lamp or a light or maybe it's sunlight. Yeah, what the, it's sunlight actually. Oh, okay, well I'm I'm not not familiar with the concept of sunlight in Minnesota. I, I thought it was dark and gloomy all the time. Yeah, well you just just because that's the way it is in New York doesn't mean that no, uh, it's what happens here happens everywhere everywhere. Yeah, that's what you're led to believe. I that get is it. well, well. That was a very nice piece, John, and it is good to see a reminder of how traditionally the norm is. Granted, for the past four years, nothing has been normal. Nothing has been normal. You're absolutely right. I don't believe any reasonable person is shocked and surprised to find out that Trump not only won't he concede, but apparently he's planning some kind of campaign kickoff for 2024 on Inauguration Day. Again, he's class with a capital KKK. So, <laughs> I'm, getting Absolutely. Lot, I'm getting a lot of mileage out of that one. I like it. Yeah. I like uh, it. Well, you know what? It, for what it's worth. 
Well, you know what it's time for now, don't you? Speaking of kicking things around. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Let's see if I can get everything up and running here. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, no quarterbacks available. Shannon and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion if you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Whoa, 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 whoa. We had a very, very interesting week last week. Now, didn't we there, young Mr. Shannon? Would you not say we had a very, very interesting week? Unbelievable is the word I'm speak, looking for. Speak actually. up, son. Let yourself be heard. Let yourself be heard. Coincidentally, or ironically, the only game that I lost was my fins. Was my fins. John that shocked the hell out of me in, its, in itself. And unfortunately, John, well, John did go for two with his Vikings last week, which you would have lost that game anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. You would have lost that game even with the, what was it? I, I think it was like six points, five points, whatever it was. You were going to. No, it, it didn't Minnesota matter. Got the, yeah, it didn't. It didn't they matter. got the whole pod. Yeah. Or but, no, they were seven point favorites. That's right. Yeah, so you would have lost. They, I mean, doubt. I don't understand how Dallas beat him, but so anyway, so now we have that. Uh, your boy here. I went. I picked up two big points last week. We're now currently at. I'm. I'm leading with 20 points. John has 17, and now we come into Thanksgiving week. This is our first mega week. So, on Wednesday, John and I each picked our Thanksgiving games. Now. <laughs> You're only going to see two games up on this screen that were completed. Uh, we, we gave up on Baltimore-Pittsburgh. It's here, it's there, it's... So we just gave up on it. And, and we'll get to that in a moment. On Thursday, oh my God, what happened on Thursday, John? Jeez. Who was the turkey on Thursday, John? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I happened, we picked opposite. On Thursday, and uh, it went my way. Not so much John's way. Like I said, we had Baltimore-Pittsburgh in there, but once it started moving around too much, we, we just took that off the board, and uh, we each chose an, ex uh, an extra game. So now we're picking our games for Sunday, for today. So we're actually picking four games right now to give us the, the same total of six that we would have had. And uh, young Mr. Shannon, we're going to... Oh, I did that wrong. Okay, another—it's a little weird. Another graphical error up here. Uh, I believe John. John's. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, John. Just do your picks. I gotta fix this graphic uh, at some point. It's it's up on the website. It's completely wrong. Go ahead, John. Start with your first game. Start with the. Well, I the first game. The Vikings are uh, hosting the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's coming back to Minnesota. 
I, I honestly, to tell you the truth, I wish they had made an effort to get Teddy Bridgewater back here as opposed to uh, uh, what they uh, what they currently have at quarterback. But eh, that's that's they don't pay me to make that decision. <laughs> so Vikings are three point favorites. I'm going to take Vikings giving up three points. There you go. Uh, I am taking uh, the New York Football Giants visit the Queen City of Cincinnati. The Bengals are home dogs. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. Giving up six points. Well, the Bengals suck, too. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the six points because they both stink to high heaven. It's not a game I would put anything extra in. I'm not going for anything extra on that because who who knows how that's going to play out. So, Giant uh, Bengals plus six over the Giants. John? Second game is this this one I didn't even know was uh, that this hat was going to happen, but apparently New Orleans Saints are traveling to Denver where right now uh, John Elway is currently warming up on the Broncos sidelines. He signed himself to, up for a, for a one day contract. Yes, yes indeed. We, literally all three of the quarterbacks four. on the Brock Ruck. Four? Four, including their backups, their standbys. They got a wide... They're not going to have a quarterback. They're going to put their punter in. Their uh, punter they, you're, not, you're not far off the, off the pace there, my friend. I, 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 I hope they play I hope they play that game. I'm assuming that's a uh, that's a late game. Yeah, well, it's Endeavor. And remember, Drew Brees is out with like 11 busted ribs. So, the uh, I don't know what the original line is with that game, but I'm going for I'm going for two on that, so I'm taking the minimum 13 and a half and taking the New Orleans Saints. It, it was minus six. That was, that, that was, was minus Saints six. by okay. six. All right, so the Las Vegas Raiders... Go into Atlanta as three-point favorites. Gotta love my Raiders. Because I've never liked Atlanta, and I re- nothing was really exciting me this week. So I'm taking the Raiders, minus three, over them there, Falcons. John? Let's see, what do we have next? Well, we have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling down to Tampa, where the Chiefs are uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites. That was a hard game for me to pick. I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going with uh, loyalty there and taking the Chiefs. Really? I still think, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel good about that game, but uh, I have a hard time picking against the Chiefs. I really do. So You know, it's interesting. I, when you started talking there and you were saying you were having a hard time, I thought you were going to say you're going to regret not going for like two. And adding more points onto that. No, no, I think you know it's it's a Tampa Bay home game. Um, I I don't know. I I just I think okay. that uh, I, I I this one's my fingers are crossed on this one, but All I'm right. taking the Chiefs giving up three and a half. The my 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 new favorite team, the Cleveland Brownies, going to Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, I'm going for two on this one. I think they were three or four point favorites going in. Maybe six. Uh, but I'm going for two. 
Boy, have I got that all screwed up down there. I've got to redo this whole graphic. I'm taking I'm taking the Browns giving up 13 and a half points to go I for was going to say, I, <laughs> I was giving you more, uh, oh, more it's, credit for common sense than that. It's, it, it's just a disaster. And I had all day yesterday to do this, by the way. I had Well, I had to make it a little extra longer. But I promise you, by it, it, it'll be fixed. Uh, it'll be fixed by the end of the games, and those are the points you'll you'll uh, claim. That's right. All right. And so, he says, I John, your final pick. My final pick. I don't know what it is about the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I know what uh, it is. They're, think, play, they're playing the uh, Jets. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that's part of it. But I've even. Now, last week they let me down. They went into De- they went into Denver and got their asses handed. They to let them. you down. Holy uh, crap! But this week, this week they are. Uh, uh, what the hell was the actual line? Well, you picked Seven. the actual line. Seven point favorites uh, going into New York to play the Jets. I haven't gone for three this whole thing time yet, have I? No, you I have, have not. not. No, you have not. I'm going for three this time. I could win a possible seven points in this goal. That's right. Here. And by the way, I've got that up there wrong, too. That should be 21 points. So, uh, Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Oh, that's, that's right. It would be 21 because be 21. it's an actual trip. It's an actual trip. Actual trip. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, that's probably my, my mistake. But anyways, I'm taking the, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, giving up 21 points against those hapless New York Jets. <laughs> well, as much as I... And if you looked at this this graphic right now, you go, oh, Ed's going for three with his Dolphins over the Jets. That seems to make sense. No way, Jose. I've seen enough Dolphin Jet games to know better than this. Okay? You you get division games. Okay? And, and, and the Dolphins and the Jets, going back to the 70s, have a history... It used to be a little bit of a joke. You would say, oh, the Dolphins and the Jets played today, and the Dolphins scored 38 points. Yeah, but did they win? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it, they would just they, they have a history of high-scoring games. Look, I'm a little trepidatious about the seven points, to be quite honest with you. And uh, they keep saying two is not playing, two is playing, two is not playing. They said Fitz was starting today. I think they're just pulling a fast one so that they have to prepare for both quarterbacks. I, that's what I think. Anyway, I'm taking my, my Dolphins, of course, and again, putting them out here for the world to see, not just my personal picks, but for the world to see here, I'm uh, risking a point. My Miami Dolphins, over them there, New York Jets, I'm giving up seven points. And... Uh, that's that, and again, don't let the graphic fool you right now, the way it sits up on the website and what the I. The graphic has definitely fooled him, though. So uh, yeah, just... yeah, it's got the better of me, and I tweeted it out last night. And... So anyway, let's. Oh, uh... I like that too. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I tweeted it out too. So, uh... did I? No, I didn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So let's run down the line here. Uh, I'm going to try and piece this together as best I can. Good luck, Chuck. Uh, thank you very much. You want to hold my hand? So, yeah. <laughs> so John is taking the Viking. Oh, by the way, feel free to jump in and correct me when I invariably screw this up, okay? Okay. So John, uh, John has already lost two. 
for this week. I just want to mention that, and I've won two. So John is taking his Vikings, giving up three at home against Carolina. Uh, going for two with New Orleans against the quarterbackless Denver Broncos, giving up 13.5 points. Taking his Chiefs, who are visiting Kansas City, giving up 3.5 points. And finally... Timeout, timeout. What did I mess up? Uh, the Chiefs aren't visiting Kansas City. They happen to be. They happen. That happens to be their home city. They're visiting Tampa Bay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a minor error. That was minor. Yeah, I got well. the team. I got the teams. Right. Anyway, Kansas City visits Tampa Bay, giving up three and a half points, uh, and then finally. John is going for three with my Miami Dolphins over the normally hapless New York Jets. You better not ruin this for me, man. You better not ruin this. John gives up 21 big, big points, which the Jets may not score over the next four weeks. But, you know, who knows? Meanwhile, on my side of the board, I'm taking my Dolphins, giving up seven points against them very aforementioned Jets. My Raiders... Roll into Atlanta, giving up three points, and I think it's going to be a, a washout. I, uh, the New York Football Giants visit the Cincinnati Bengals in the Queen City. Bengals are at home, getting six points. I like that because both teams stink to high heaven. Finally, I'm going for two with the Cleveland Browns. I'm giving up 13.5 points as they roll into Jacksonville and try to do damage on the banks of the St. John's River. See that there's a little local reference there for that's where the stadium is only about a half a mile off the St. John. You understand, there's a bridge. And... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, as we always like to say here, if you're planning on using our picks to further your gambling and to use them for real, John, what do we always say about that? <sighs> there's, there's, there's no words to, there's no words to put to it. There really is no words that you can put to that because, quite frankly, if you're using our picks, seek help. <laughs> seek shelter. Seek, seek help. help. All I can say. All right. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens. Especially kids. Well, yeah, well, and certainly don't go by the graphic. I mean, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Don't go by the graphic. You'll, uh, you'll be sorry you did. All right, so kids and kittens, that's going to conclude John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Uh, we got a lot to do. There's uh, could be a lot of big. John, what'd you say? It was seven points you could, might possibly pick up here. Yeah, seven points. Seven Definitely. points. Seven points, and uh, and the score is currently uh, good. Great. It's starting to get real, folks. It's twenty to seventeen right now. So I, to get real. I've got a possibility of five points today. Is it five? It is five. John has the possibility of seven. So there's no telling where this is going to wind up by the end of the day. And, uh, and, we'll, and we'll have results. We'll have results by the end of the uh, after four o'clock games. Don't, don't, you, uh, don't you worry about it. Look at that. I almost got the graphics right and everything. There's, uh, oh yeah, there's hope. Not a lot, but there's hope. Uh, a little bit of sad news today, John. Uh, we don't normally do this kind of thing anymore, but, uh, 
another another great actor not normally known for his probably his most recognizable role david prouse passed away and do you know what he his most famous role is no He played Darth Vader in the original Star Wars movies. James Earl Jones was the voice, but he was the man in the suit. Huh. I knew you couldn't get James Earl Jones in that to get in that suit. I look, I don't I don't dress him. So yeah, he passed away uh in the past few days, I believe it was. It's it's in the news and all that. And I just, just And James Earl Jones is still with us. James Earl Jones is still with us. There's no question about that. We we don't want to confuse anybody. Uh, but I just felt it was worth mentioning to, uh, and by the way, if you uh, weren't with us at the top of the first hour, I want to play this once again, because I think so far, I think it's the, one of the best of the bunch. Uh, John's good pal, Chris Murphy out of WMAY in Springfield, Illinois has been kind enough to uh, send us some station IDs. By the way, we'd love to hear from you folks. You know, send us something, anything with that that we can use. We'd love to hear it. We got baseball caps coming. You send us a station ID. We send you a baseball cap. But I want to play this one uh, because, again, it's it's my new favorite. It's the newest one. And now it's two guys who 100% support flag burning, especially if it's one of those Trump 2020 flags. It's John and Ed on the Taxi Stand Hour from Radio TFI. Thanks again, Chris. We certainly do appreciate it. And what's unfortunate is that the person we were talking about at the end of the first hour, I was really counting on that person giving us a good station ID. Oh, sure. I really, Absolutely. really, I really, really was. That's That's another disappointing thing. Uh, there was going to be a cap going his way and everything, but we don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, mm. uh, whew, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. You mean I got to dig? You mean I got to dig in my Woo. pockets here and try to find something to talk about for the next God knows how long? Well, there's things. To well, talk we've about. already we've already talked about uh, somewhat into the uh, whole Denver uh, Broncos quarterback situation. But apparently the reason why is that they all four of them uh, were exposed to uh, quarterback uh, Jeff Driscoll. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was the one that tested positive, and the three others, I guess uh, – We'll, uh, we're all uh, we're all exposed to them. So well, not only that, but they they were uh, congregating a little too close. They were not wearing the mask when they were supposed to be, because uh, you know they're big tough quarterbacks and they don't have to mm-hmm. abide by the rules. But they did beat my Dolphins last week. So what does that say? Yeah, there, there you go. I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Girl Scouts this week, uh... but. Uh... They have a white. Here's how Denver got wiped out at the quarterback position. Uh, again, Jeff Driscoll tested positive for COVID on Thursday. Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, and Blake Bortles did not wear masks for a source and were deemed high risk close contacts. They are also they're going to be out on Sunday. That's according to a tweet from Adam Schefter on the 28th. Mm-hmm. 
It's uh, currently unclear what the Broncos will do, but it appears that the game will still go on. So we, we've uh, we've uh, speculated that Elway might come out of retirement for uh, one game. <laughs> uh, I've uh, booked a flight to Denver uh, just in case. Um, I'm going to guess they're going to use a punter. No, they're going to use a wide receiver. Uh, Hinton is his name. He, really? Yeah, he played quarterback uh, for a couple of years at Wake Forest. They've got two guys who have played a little bit of quarterback in college. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of running. It's going to be a lot of running plays. But yeah. remember, remember, too, the Drew Brees is out. And I don't know well, how... Drew. I don't know how he got hurt, but he's got like 11 broken or fractured ribs. Oh, I know. He got... Uh, how did that happen? Was he in a car wreck or... No, no, no. Yeah, it was on the football field. God, what they do? What did eight guys just stomp on him? Well, they they pretty much fly. I don't know if it was a sack or if he was, you know, if he was a a scramble and he got sacked or or I I don't know what the what the case was. I, to tell you the truth, I broke two ribs in an accident, and that was tough to do. And oh. I was I was thrown out of my seat into a immovable object. And I still only broke two. To break 11, man, oh, man. That's, uh... Yeah. That's painful, too. I mean, I don't care who you are or what you you say. Broken ribs are painful. Because with every breath, inhale, exhale. Oh, God. I feel for him. Because if he's got 11, oh, man. That's, That's just horrible. That is just horrible. Uh... What else, so, are we, what else are we talking about today? Well, supposedly, according to The Guardian, a Donald, uh, Donald Trump supporter who donated $2.5 million <laughs> to help expose and prosecute claims of fraud in the presidential election <laughs> wants his money back <laughs> after what he says <sighs> disappointing results. I want my money back. Sucker. Eric Eilesman, a businessman from North Carolina, said he gave the money to True the Vote, a pro-Trump election ethics group in Texas that promised to file lawsuits in seven swing states Uh as part of its push to investigate, litigate, and expose suspected illegal balloting fraud in the 2020 general election. Yeah, how'd that work out for everybody? Look... You know, it's, it's it's so funny because every election you're going to have some, and it doesn't like I like I said, you know, in jest even that yeah, hey, let's re, let's redo them all because I I quite frankly have no idea why Trump how Trump got that close. Yeah, but, uh, but nonetheless, you're going to have irregularities, whether they're mistakes, whether they are. Uh, a fraudulent uh, vote, you're going to have that in every election. You're not going to have it at the tune to which Joe Biden won these states. uh, You know, Pennsylvania, he won by 80,000 votes. Uh, Georgia, Georgia, I think, was probably the closest one, his memory serves. But still, you might find might be lucky you might find a, 
500. You might find 1,000 votes, fraudulent votes, if you're lucky. You might even find 1,500. You are not going to find 80,000 votes. And remember, with Pennsylvania, if he scored Pennsylvania, um, there was no chance. He had no, it wouldn't have mattered with a lot of these other states that he's contesting. There's not enough there. There's not enough there there. Okay. And uh, they, they just, matter of fact, oh, I wish I had, had, had the story in front of me right now. Uh, by the way, I'm working on the graphic as I speak. Uh, but one of the states, uh, it actually wound up being, they found more votes for Biden. Yeah. His that leader, isn't exactly the way he expected that to go. <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, you know. He he's just doing this to just show his supporters that he's fighting, he's fighting, he ain't going to give up. Or do you, do you really think that he, maybe just he gets it, he understands. Well, now he's going to say, you know, now he's apparently he's going to say that uh, if the Electoral College uh, go, goes ahead and casts its vote for uh, Biden, he'll he'll give up at that point in time. I don't believe a word that comes out of that man's mouth. Okay? There well, is n- yeah, I, I don't blame you. There is nothing he can say that will make me believe anything. He says, I, I have, there have been many, many presidents, many, many politicians over the years that I have had serious disagreements with, but nothing to this point. This is just, uh, no, no, it's just, uh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Not by. So, you know, they've, they've, they've named a new, uh, they've named uh, the temporary uh, fill in or not fill in, excuse me, success, uh, successor to uh, Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Yep. Ken Jennings. Yes, sir. And now, of course, they're going to try to dig up dirt on Ken Jennings. And I haven't actually seen uh, what this was supposed to be. Apparently, he tweeted or said something that didn't come out uh didn't come out just right or some might have sounded racist or or what have you i like i said i don't i honestly don't know what it was that um that made that all of a sudden now they're he's the interim host and i don't know why they're not who they're think they're going to get to actually replace um they're going to try out a number of different people. Ken Jennings is simply the first. He will, I mean, he will not be the he, only one. Who else do you think they could get? I mean, let's face it. I don't know. A lot. Of, I don't know. Who's the, the guy? Do you watch a lot of the uh, a lot of these game shows that are playing that are? I, I watch on occa- right now. occasionally. Like card sharks now. There's a new the. Yeah. I, I don't know. This guy's been circulating on ABC. Joel McHale. Thank you. You're welcome. He couldn't. Yeah, there there'd be no way in hell that Joel McHale would be uh, would be suited for that role. 
And I don't think anybody is trying to get him to be suited for that role. Well, he, he is not going to be part of that. Fear not, Skippy. Oh, here, here, here's the uh, what I was looking for. Apparently, uh, he was uh, Ken Jem- Ken Jennings. Was let's see, this is looks like it's going to come out as a YouTube the video. The beginning of a project so, to make a new mattress. We won't do that, but apparently he was uh, uh, slammed for a, a wheelchair tweet uh, that he made. So that was insensitive. So I, I honestly, I don't know uh, one way or another if if this is going to affect it. If if I think that they're going to probably look when it comes to Ken Jennings, they're probably going to be looking for whether or not he can actually do the job. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's what they're going to be looking for, no matter who. They're not going to be. Well, but they're not going to be looking. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to be digging into his past. At least the the people who are in charge of the show, they know Ken Jennings. They're not. They know who they're getting. Yes, they know yes, who they're indeed. getting. I wouldn't worry so, about it. Well, oh, I don't know what else do what else do we have here. Um, Oh, a Kansas official. Here's one for you. Oh, boy. In Manhattan, Kansas, on Monday, Riley County Commission Chairman Marvin Rodriguez once again spoke gibberish about, kind of like I'm doing right now. Yeah, more or less. But we love you for it. <laughs> spoke gibberish about the coronavirus and once again did so that in ways that were offensive. This time, he compared being asked to put a piece of paper in front of our faces during this pandemic to what else? The horrors of Nazi Germany. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, This affront to Jews and outrage to all people who can see the difference between genocide and a minor inconvenience intended uh, intended to save lives rather than extinguish them, as we have unfortunately had reason to say before, are both wrong and witless. So, yep, there we go. You know, there you go, Kansas. Missouri isn't much better, so I hate to say that I actually, that's where I started this journey around the sun. How's that working out for you? Ah, well, I'm, I'm no longer there, so. Here's one for you from the hill. From the who? From from the hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it. Sure. President Trump used a Thanksgiving tweet to renew his criticism of NFL players uh, kneeling in calls for social justice. Excuse me, kneeling in calls for social, social justice. Retweeting a tweet and an image of Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson and Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford who both knelt during the national anthem at their holiday games on Thursday. I got to thinking about something here when it comes to and there were more it was more than those two. There were several players on both sides uh, who were dealing during the anthem. 
You know, for me, kneeling, what it what it comes down to is actually a sense of reference. You know, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, I think it. You know, if you're kneeling, you are you're showing a sense of of well, I, reverence is the best word I can come up with. How about Respect. a little? How about a little thing called freedom of speech? Well, yeah, exactly. I agree with you on that. But it, people got their, you know what, in a ringer here over this. They're not doing anything that's really all that offensive. No, and they haven't been. No, I still, I still say if they wanted, if they wanted to send a real message of dissonance, if you will, hold your fist up, put your fist up in the air like yeah. they did in '68 in Mexico City. Yeah. Absolutely. In Mexico City, yeah. That's where you that's where you get it. They are showing they are showing reverence, they're showing respect to people who have who have not enjoyed the same freedom. Uh better known as the free freedom from being killed unjustly by a law enforcement. They're showing reverence to those individuals. And they want a better America. There were there were guys that were crying. There was a couple of players. There wasn't uh, it wasn't Watson. Uh, it was a couple of Texans players who were actually crying while kneeling uh, through this. And I just don't think I just don't think that some people get it. They don't understand. You have no idea. First off, if if you're if you're not black, you have no idea what it's like to be black. Nope. So that's that's the first thing. You don't, you know, Shaletta discussed this. You don't. She has to make this there have this discussion with her kids how to act around cops. We don't have to. No. No. White people don't have to do don't have to uh, have to worry about that. This woman had, uh, along with help helping teach her kids their ABCs, and especially all the other things that go along with with raising autistic children, no less. Um, it, it is she has to teach them how to survive an encounter with a police officer. That's right, and there is. I, I can't tell you just how how sad that really is. So it is is really sad, and so I don't know. I'm 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 I'm, I'm sad about it myself because uh, at this point in time, you just at this point in time you'd say. Well, you know, he had to remind everybody, I'm the president of the United States. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That, that um, um, yeah, don't talk to me like that. I'm the president of the United States. I'll say whatever the hell I want. I'll offend whoever I want. It doesn't matter. Well, that's always been his gig, you know. Yeah. He wants the power of the office, not not the responsibilities. Somebody said last week, you know, here he is uh, not fighting for a job he doesn't want, you know. 
Yeah, this is true. So, by well, the, by the way, you'll be ha- you'll be happy to know I have fixed the graphic. You have. I have. Well, goddamn. I mean, that was that that took some doing because it was really fazooed. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> and I was and listening to you the entire time and being engaged in the conversation the entire time. I want you to know. So uh, that that will find its oh. way way out at some point uh, after the program. Uh, so anyway, where were we? <laughs> Well, let's 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 go into some more stuff here. You got the sun beating on you now. This is a new yeah. It's a new look. See, it's the it is the shining. It is the the approval of my very words here. Oh, it, 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 the sun coming down on me. Man, it's it's it, it's spectacular. I uh, I know, right? And I can't even see it because I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a different page. I'm not looking. Oh, look at that. Oh, my. Isn't that a thing of beauty? What's that? <laughs> what? The sun, the sun shining down on oh, me. Oh, yeah. You are. You're a gorgeous human being. What can I say? Oh, man. This doesn't even describe it. Serious. Yeah. Well, it fort- even fortunately, it. we have this on video now, and you'll be able to. Uh, I'll just, be able to go back, and I'll be able to look at that. Just, oh, just. My. Goodness. And just be you. And here's what we're gonna do for you, John. We're gonna put you we're gonna put you right there you go. How's that, huh? You're gonna do what to who? Where? Oh. I forgot. If I'm not there, I the audio doesn't play. So uh, I was gonna put you solo by yourself, but the heck with that. So um, So anyway. Uh, Let's see. There's more stuff. Oh, and I just lost John. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? We just lost John. Uh, not really sure what happened there. He. Uh, oh, here he comes. He's on his way back. He's on his way back. Oh, I don't feel so bad. What? <laughs> what went on there? Well, that was called hitting the wrong tab. Well, what do you know? Well, what do you okay. know? Okay. So, so, so it's not just go. it's not just me today. It's not just yeah, but me. my my problem was much easier fixed, yeah. much easier fixed. That is true. But then again, well, anyway, we've got <laughs> uh, we got about five minutes to go. And, Here uh, we go. Here's another one for you. Oh, Six days after, after President Donald Trump lost his bid for re-election. Who? U.S. Yeah, nah, never heard of him. Never heard of the guy. The U.S. Department of, of Agriculture notified food safety groups that it was proposing a regulatory change to speed up chicken factory processing lines, a change that would allow companies to sell more birds. Mm-hmm. So... What and this, along with the fact that he's looking to change some other regulations, mm-hmm. where he is looking to gut things like environmental protections. He's going to burn uh, the joint down on the way out. Whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he, they are they are installing people in positions that the Biden administration will find it nearly impossible to get rid of. Uh, he is, he's literally setting the house on fire. 
because he didn't get his way. And uh, 2024, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He makes me look like a like a, a fit athlete. He's not going to make it to 2024. And don't don't buy into this. Oh, Don Jr. will run. Don Jr., are you kidding me? This 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 nitwit. He's only there because of where because of who his old man is. Who's only where he is because of who his old man was. Who's only there because his grandfather was a thieving son of a bitch who opened brothels when he came here from Germany or Austria or whatnot. Never paid taxes either. So you know, don't hate on. Uh, hang on a second because we have something. We have something here. Emergency battery. I've got to do something about my background here. It's very plain. It's very vanilla. It's, I, I've, well, I've, I've got to redo this whole area, but. Uh, you were going to do that, and then all of a sudden something came up like uh, work. Work, work, yeah. Well, I got some time off. Come, Oh, I, that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, we were talking about the, the Denver quarterbacks with the uh, with the COVID thing. Well, it turns out somebody I've been working with, uh, somebody that they're close to, has come down with the COVID. So this person is now has to quarantine for two weeks, and I'm going to call him after the show to see how he's doing. Uh, but that's how close you get to this stuff. I mean, I am, I've got a test tomorrow and Tuesday. I was going to have to do that anyway, and uh, and probably Friday as well. I don't even know how many days I'm going to test this week. They, they, we were at one. They had bumped us up to two before the holiday. Now God only knows, God only knows how many times we're going to test. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to touch base on that. Again, I'm not going to mention names or, or, or what have you. So as we, uh, as we warm our way down here in the final minute, John, what if anything do you have to say for yourself? Well, uh, since we can't hear you, it would be nice if you. Uh... Oh, oh, well, oh. Is, that is that better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of, for those of you on the radio, John was he was talking, but nobody could. Hear well, him. I had to hit the cough button, and the cough button stuck. You need to get a cough button that just releases immediately. Yeah, well, that's a good point too. It's a very good point, and I know how to do that for you, but. I'm not going to do it. You know why? Because you enjoy it. You enjoy the fodder. Well, not only that, but we're right up against it, man. There it is. There it is. For my good friend, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya! Baby, won't you please stop? You talk too much.